This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. This is the Adam Gold Show. We saw a lot of chickens last night, yesterday afternoon at the State Fair. They all kind of look the same. They have different colors. Uh, I was partial to the gray, the gray chickens, and there's brown chickens uh, as well. And I didn't realize that you could buy them. I saw, oh, really? Oh, yeah. I saw on they one, sell of, eggs too? one of the cages. I didn't see eggs. So oh. I saw just chickens. Uh, I, in one of the cages that said sold, and the cage next to it said $60. I'm like, $60 for that chicken? That chicken looks like it's worth more than $60 to me. That looked like at least a $100 chicken. This is a gray one. Beautiful, beautiful gray chicken. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's let's go to my friend Travis Hancock, T-Bone, from WFNZ in Charlotte, Mac Attack in the mornings uh, at T-Bone WFNZ on Twitter. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm not kidding. It looked like a $100 chicken to me. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of laying eggs, let's talk Panthers, why don't you say? Oh, my gosh. Let's do All right. And uh, before we get out of here, I do want to ask you about the uh, about the Hornets because I know okay. uh, it starts tonight. So let's just – let's start sort of in the middle of this, and we're going to get back to Steve Wilkes. But it was floated over the weekend that the Panthers are making Christian McCaffrey available if somebody wants to blow them away with an offer – which I hope that happens for Christian McCaffrey's sake. Uh, how is that playing down there? I think it's, I think they owe it to him to find a new place for him. I agree. They owe it to him uh, for what he's been through mentally and physically, really, uh, the last couple of years. I think it's, it's the right time because you have to act while Christian McCaffrey's healthy. He's positive equity right now. And the longer you hold on to McCaffrey, you know, who knows? And if you try to trade him end of the uh, next 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 season, is he uh, as healthy now? We, there's not guaranteed to be healthy for that long. So I think now is the right time. They're not going to get two number ones. I think that their goal should be talk to the teams at the back end of the first round. Buffalo, their their running game is really their only weakness. Uh, Kansas City with Andy Reid. Do they need to add something else to sort of get themselves over Buffalo again? Baltimore. Their leading rusher is Lamar Jackson by almost 350 yards. They need a, a, a more of a balance there. So there are some teams that make sense, and I think it makes sense right now. You don't want to – you can get value now for McCaffrey, but down the line, that's not a guarantee. So you've got to strike while it's hot, I believe. Travis Hancock from WFNZ in Charlotte is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. If if I'm first of all, if I'm Christian McCaffrey, he's he's saying all the right things. He doesn't want to move, doesn't want to move. If I'm Christian McCaffrey, I'm like, yeah, get me out of yeah. here because he's he's too good a player. And think about this. I'm I'm gonna think about this from a bigger picture NFL standpoint. I have, in my opinion, I know we've got a lot of great players in the league. In my opinion, he is the best running back in the sport. Because of the way he can do everything. He can run inside. He can run outside. Catches the ball. I know he's been hurt the last two years. I see him as a durable player. Um, and I don't see these last two injuries in injury seasons as related. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but he deserves to be showcased for the league's purposes on a team that is a contender. Buffalo, I think their running game is okay. Because yeah. they don't have a great player at that position. But they have a good running game, and Singletary's a good running back. 
And I think that they've got a couple of other guys behind him. Uh, San Francisco, Jeff Wilson's their guy. What would he do to their offense in terms of taking it to another level? Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't wish Denver on him because I think Denver is a sinking ship right now, and I know that's home for him. But I'd just like to, from a perspective, a league perspective, they need to have Christian McCaffrey in a more visible spot because the Panthers are absolutely dreadful. Well, I mean, they're not going to get a first-round pick for him, though, so they have to be well, more creative with a deal. No, but, I mean, if Buffalo is picking last, in the, say they're you know or second to last or in that territory, that's where they're going to pick. Would they be willing to to give up a, a you know their first round pick? I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's pie in the sky. Maybe they won't. But it's the, the scenarios the scenarios that you mentioned. You're right. If you just take away the the I live in Charlotte in the Panther fandom and Christian McCaffrey's my neighbor. Well, I mean he lives like five miles away, but I call him my neighbor <laughs> in the same area. Um, that's not tech. Don't don't Google it. It's not accurate. I'm lying, but it's somewhere in the area. So all the scenarios that you paint. Imagine McCaffrey in the Kyle Shanahan run game with Debo Samuel. Yeah. Imagine him with Josh Allen. Imagine him with Lamar Jackson. So you're right. For a league right now, where the NFL product hasn't really been great this year, it's been, it's been bad. Um, putting him in one of those spots to make the postseason. He's also. He's also going to be 27 next year, yeah. so running back age goes quickly. So once you start to get towards 30, there's no guarantees. It can just all of a sudden stop out of nowhere. So for his sake, he's got to be looking at, hey, I love Charlotte. It'll probably always be home to him in some way, but there's too many there's too many teams that it just makes a lot of sense for if the Panthers can get the right compensation. All right, let's talk about Robbie with a Y. We knew that was going to end. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not – Robbie with a Y, you, you'd be Robbie with an I-E if you were good. You changed your name to an I and an E because you thought you were going to be good. And now we know better, and frankly, those of us who are recovering Jets fans knew better all along. Uh, and I appreciated the way Steve Wilkes handled that, and I have an appreciation for Wilkes immediately because of it. I didn't think they would find a spot for him so quickly, but they also didn't get anything for him. Yeah, they, they, you know, they, they've been trying to move him for a while. Uh, we don't know why they gave him that contract extension before last mm. season. That's another one of those Panther moves that you questioned at the time, and you question even more as you go forward. But yeah, we had heard that they were they had some deals that were you know about to happen or in talks over the summer and. It's not a coincidence, by the way, that they were able to move Robbie as quick as they did. So that, that tells you right there that behavior or not on Sunday, stuff was happening. Whether it be Arizona yeah. or not, they were not – he was not going to last long without Matt Rule and, and some of the other coaches that he knew from his college days. You just knew that. I, I felt really bad for Steve Wilkes. He's a Charlotte guy, mm-hmm. an App State guy. You know, he's got really one crack at this Panther head coaching job. and It's going to have to be – to win a ton of games and he you know in his first chance Robbie Anderson kind of embarrasses him and the staff in the first half of the first game this wasn't not that it matters still but this wasn't like game 11 when Robbie <laughs> was shut out from catches for three games and he's a wide receiver and he freaked out this is Steve Wilkes first game as the head coach here and Robbie acts up right away I felt bad for Steve Wilkes and I'm glad they were able to move on from him because as you mentioned outside of one half year here in 2020 
He's done nothing. He's, he's done nothing here. And you mentioned the Jets, and I'm a Jets fan. At least when Robbie was a Jet, he would make – and some of this is quarterback play here, but he would make contested catches down the field. He would fight out there. He would mm-hmm. scrap out there. He would give everything he had. I haven't really seen much of that guy out there since he got the contract. It's sort of a guy out there running routes, and, you know, I just I haven't seen the same fire from Robbie over the last couple of years. So this was always going to end in a bad way. Yeah, he looks like a guy who thinks he's better than he is, which is not uncommon, yeah. uh, not just in the NFL, but in sports in general. Uh, real quick about Steve Wilkes, about this being he's got – this is his crack at this job. And, again, I, I like Steve. I have no idea if he's ever going to be a candidate regardless of what happens. But if you were going to look at it like this is your crack at this job, why did he oversee an offense – that didn't seem interested in putting points on the board. Like, the, yeah, they, that was, yeah. They had yeah. six that, drives that was, in a row, and on third down, they never even threatened to pick up the first down six times in a row. And that bothered me because what are you protecting? Even punting the ball from plus territory on the, I guess it was the second drive after kicking a field goal. Like, what are you protecting at this point? I mean, roll dice. <laughs> Chuck it deep. Who yeah, cares? Yeah, I, I thought I think you're a hundred percent right. I was thinking the same thing watching the game. Look, we know that in sports, you see it all the time. Look at the Phillies right now. Sometimes <laughs> you, when you fire that coach, your team gets a boost. You, you have a little bit of a of um, a leap up for, and not every time, but a lot of times you leap up for a couple weeks. You play sure. above your heads, and sometimes you can carry that thing further than you ever thought. Like Rob Thompson and Philadelphia Phillies right now. So I, but yet, there's a certain mindset to what you're talking about that that, that you kind of, I think, to have that leap up I'm talking about, you got to be a little aggressive in approach. You got to take some chances. You got to throw the ball down the field. You got really not a lot to lose. Those coaches that take over and are willing to gamble a little bit, take some risks, do things differently, you know, they may give themselves a better chance down the line. But that game plan the other day, that – that kept him in it for a little bit. And heck, that, look, a crazy, crazy NFL, that might even win you a game. I don't know. That could even win you a game at times. But that's not going to get you sustained success in this league. You can't have your starting quarterback throw for 60 yards when the other opposing quarterback threw for 250 yards. <laughs> you can maintain it a little bit, but you gotta, you got to take some chances. you got D.J. Moore. You've got some right. other guys. Well, you've got D.J. Moore, McCaffrey. <laughs> the other guys, Robbie, Robbie was uh, – halfway to the Southwest. Um, <laughs> you got to take some chances and that type of conserv- conservative approach, that's not going to ultimately get you a chance at this job, in my opinion. Yeah, he, Robbie was che- Robbie with a Y was checking in on Group C uh, in, uh, in Southwest <laughs> Airlines. All right, final thing for Travis Hancock at WFNZ in Charlotte, and you, got, you have uh, work to do tonight uh, because the Hornets are at the Spurs. And I know I'm looking at this from way afar and somebody who doesn't really follow the team, uh, you know, closely. But I remember a time a few years ago where a lot of people thought, especially with LaMelo, that this is an up-and-coming team. What happened? Oh, man. <laughs> so much happened in the offseason. They fired James Borrego right. after going from 23 to 33 the 43 wins. He went up 10 wins a year, had him going in the right direction. They go through this two-month coaching search that kind of got embarrassing along the way in terms of what was happening. They land back 
on their former coach, Steve Clifford. So he comes in. Miles Bridges is now going to have to go through a trial mm. for just inexplicable uh, behavior, and he's got his day in court. I don't want to get too far into what he's involved in, but he's got that coming up, and he's no longer with the team for now, and who knows what's going to happen there. But his production's gone. Lamelo got hurt yeah. in the preseason, so he's out for not too long. But then, um, you know, James Booknight got arrested the other day, their second-year guard from UConn. It has been just storyline after storyline after storyline. And as I discussed this morning, you can name about six or seven things negative that happened in the offseason, and they didn't add much positive to it. They drafted Mark Williams, our guy from Duke, right? <laughs> uh, they signed Dennis Smith Jr., uh, to be a like a third guard, but that, they didn't they didn't bring anybody else in. They didn't do they didn't balance out because Miles Bridges sort of held this team hostage for moves. Yeah, they they have all these negative things, and now we're looking at it as oh, so we have Steve Clifford here now. We have the same team without Bridges. We're depending on Gordon Hayward to play a big role, and who knows at this point? And they added Mark Williams, who may not even play a lot his first year, and Dennis Smith Jr. So. The, the the negative energy that's happened, there's not a lot to offset it right now, and that's part of the problem. We don't have some brand-new superstar. Not that they get a superstar, but there's not an influx of new guys mm-hmm. to get excited about to watch. We like Lamelo and what he does, but it's just it's, – it's, 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 a, it's a tough sell right now based off an extremely long offseason that just was one story after another. So hopefully tonight they can get a win and – get some good vibes back, but it's going to be uh, interesting and, and possibly a very long season for the Hornets. Yeah, uh, at at the Spurs is not a terrible place to start because San Antonio no. I don't think is all that great either. Uh, at T-Bone, WFNZ, and Charlotte Travis Hancock, my friend, man. Thank you so much for doing this. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, anytime. Appreciate it. Tell uh, fake Matt Rule I said hello, too. Oh, no, no. We got to do this. We got to do fake, fake Matt Rule and fake – Mac rule, fake Matt rule. I made up a guy. Him and, too. And fake, fake John Fox. We got to have that conversation soon. All right, have next time I come on, I'll talk to fake Matt rule. How about that? Hey, hey Johnny. Hey, can I call you Johnny? Anytime you want to come on here, we, we can chat. <laughs> hey, are we still good to go? Hey, are we good to go for that breakfast on uh, Saturday? You missed last week. As long as, long as we find George Seifert at some point, yeah, we can absolutely. We'll be in touch. All right, appreciate. I'll talk to you guys soon. Later, Johnny. <laughs> You know, it'd be cool if we could find a fake George Seifert as well. As well. Uh, look, I knew a guy who used to uh, imitate Spurrier and Bowden, Steve Spurrier and Bobby Bowden, and was awesome at it. Absolutely awesome at it. All right. Are you watching music videos? Is that what we're, we're, seems like we're very MTV-ish today? No. I'm not knocking it. I'm just wondering. It's just feel. It feels like Martha Quinn what? should be. You don't. You know who Martha Quinn is, don't you? I, no. People my age will remember Martha Quinn as one of the original MTV VJs. Oh, okay. See, for someone Mark of Goodman, my age, we're JJ like, oh, Jackson, it's, it's Carson Daly and uh, TRL. Yeah. That's my age. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to call me old. It's fine. I. Just, just <laughs> uh, I was the one who brought it up. Anyway, um, so. It's just the, the music kind of got to me. All right, so we're going to talk college football at Chip Patterson top of the hour. So we're not that far away from uh, from our Wednesday meeting. But on Mondays, we spend almost the entire show talking about, bitching about, can I say that? Uh, the Panthers. It's, it's questionable, isn't it? 
Yeah, whatever. Um, we that's but that's what we do, and we also complain about or talk about uh, Duke, Carolina State, Wake, whatever. Wake was off this week. We don't do a lot of talking about the national picture in college football, except you know later in the week. We we finally get to it. We're going to get to it more when the college football playoff selection committee, Boo Corrigan starts spitting out their rankings in a few weeks. I think is it the first Tuesday in November. Sounds right. Is our first look, our first glance at the fake rankings. Always remember, I, I will provide this public service announcement when we get there, but I'll just give you a sneak peek at it. The rankings that they produce the first Tuesday don't matter. Don't matter. Don't bitch about them. I, I did it again. Uh, don't don't complain because they don't count. They simply don't count. Don't read anything into it. Well, this team is there. They're going to tear it up and start over the mm-hmm. following week. Trust me on this. It just doesn't matter. All right, I don't get. I'm not going to get worked up uh, about that. But uh, we always make assumptions, and I do this too, about college football. My assumption for weeks has been Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, those three, to varying degrees, are separate from the rest. And that somebody is fighting for number four. That And that number four isn't going to beat any of the other three, but somebody is going to be number four. Well, Tennessee beat one of them. That was a fun football game it to watch. Fun. Tennessee has an elite offense. They don't have much of a defense, but they have an elite offense. And I've been saying this all year and in years past, there is no defense good enough to stop an elite offense. You can slow it down. You can mitigate the problems, but elite offenses are going to score. So I don't care how good your defense is. If you are facing a really good quarterback and uh, and great offensive players that is that are well coached they are going to put a lot of points on the board maybe not 52 but in the 30s it's very possible that Alabama doesn't have an elite defense in which case that's a problem when you're playing a team like Tennessee which is what we saw 49-49 Alabama was lining up for a field goal to put them ahead didn't work yep Tennessee had 15 seconds actually ran three plays Hendon Hooker made a Heisman Trophy statement. Yeah. The three, two plays. They only ran two plays. Couple. Made a Heisman Trophy statement. Boom. That's what it was, right? Anyway, it brings this possibility up. Clemson could be 13-0 and and not make the playoff. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it will happen, but it could happen. Because at some point, you have to prove that you can beat really good teams. And I believe they did beat a really good team in Wake. I'm not sure what NC State is. In that game, State was at a great defense. Not much of an offense, which they haven't had all year. Florida State's good, but I wouldn't put them in the upper category. Notre Dame's trash. Clemson's best remaining game is against Notre Dame. So... It's very possible that 
the SEC could have three teams ranked ahead of Clemson, and all three of them could have one loss. Again, I'm not saying it will happen. I'm just saying it could happen. This is the Adam Gold Show. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.